She brings you Kaya Biz Mondays to Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. And as I said yesterday, this week she's coming from Cape Town because it is a budget speech that is going to get delivered and she'll be covering that as well. Guguletsu, good morning. Uh, what is it that we can expect from Minister Ene Kotongwan? Oof, top of the morning to you, Caesar and Saul. It's quite a busy one, and I guess much of the same theme that we've seen over the last few years since the minister has been sharing the budget speech. Austerity measures are certainly something that we do need to actively follow up on. As we're well aware, South Africa's economy has been plagued by subdued economic growth, averaging around 1% over the last decade. And this in itself has placed a lot of pressure in terms of our revenues and potential tax increases we can see. A lot of talks and murmurings that uh, it would not be advisable for the minister to actually increase taxes at the moment. Again, given the the fact that South African consumers have been under pressure in terms of personal taxes and incomes and even after the employment figures were shared yesterday, raising the fact that again there's a limited group uh, within the population that can adequately be taxed from a personal income point of view. CGT and transfer duty have also been uh, uh, highlighted to potentially see increases. Bearing in mind that those are also at significantly high rates, uh, an average of about 45% for CGT, so again placing pressure on those who do have some form of flexibility to make those payments. Beyond that though, Caesar, we also need to be mindful of our Debt level. South Africa, unfortunately, has had to take on increased borrowings in foreign currency, by the way. And what we do highlight is that there's a debt to GDP ratio that is now averaging about 75%. That raises concerns because, again, much of our costs uh, come from the fact that we need to service the interest on this debt. Uh, and of course, that in itself does need to be minimized. What I've been intrigued by as we've been speaking to a myriad of guests is uh, the potential mention of the NHI. Uh, and many political economists have come forward to say, well, typically in an election year, this is not when we see uh, the government trying to highlight a lot more spend, especially given the fact that we don't have much money or revenue that's coming in sufficiently. If we do take a look at the NHI, it has been uh, again uh, promulgated to be signed into law by the president. The president did mention it very briefly in his State of the Nation address and even the Gauteng Premier Panyaza Lisufi alluded to it. But there has been no clarity as to how this will be funded, where the money will come from and how it will be sustained. Members of the private sector themselves have also been incredibly vocal about the exorbitant costs. Estimates running between 200 billion to two to 600 billion rand. And the main question is how this will essentially be funded and ring-fenced to ensure that it's appropriately used. I also spoke to Isaac Odendal, an investment strategist from Old Mutual Wealth last night, who shared his perspective and uh, is not of the view that the NHI should receive any mention this year. The reconfiguration of the national health system has not been properly costed yet, and it's not showing up in the budget, despite the fact that it will cost many billions of rands, hundreds of billions of rands even. So I think we want to see if there is any sign of NHI starting to, to filter into the budget, uh, into the longer term planning in the budget. I suspect not, because as you said, it hasn't been signed into law. And so I don't think the Treasury will include it. But I think that is one one area where we, we want to watch. Because as I said earlier, you know, you want to get spending under control, but this is um, this is going to be a massive increase in spending. And how, how do you match that? How do you balance that? That you that you cut spending in some areas, but you, you drastically increase spending in health sector. Yeah, look, uh, and I think he's making a very valid point. Except people don't look at the budget in terms of, okay, what's it going to cost in the future? They look at it in terms of what's it going to cost now, but also what benefits am I going to get out of it? And the ANC knows that majority of their voters are people who would appreciate free health care, so to speak. Uh, so it's really just about a talking point. Uh, realistically, whether they're going to get this bill passed and get through the challenges that I'm sure will go to court, 
I don't think that'll happen within this year, next year, or even within this term. Correctly linked to the fact that it is an election year, so there are some sensitivities as to how the governing party uh, is actually likely going to position itself uh, with these particular sentiments. Another key theme that we should look out for, though, Caesar, of course, any additional support for state-owned entities, Transnet itself. We know that there is a framework that's in place to uh, alleviate the challenges within uh, the freight rail logistics side. ESCOM, a new CEO who will be joining at the beginning of next month, and perhaps needing and seeking additional uh, guarantees from the state. So those are just a few of the themes that will be. Uh, following up on here, literally on the street and on the air, just after two o'clock with the budget speeches delivered today. Thank you very much. She brings you Kyle Biz Mondays to Thursdays, like I said, 6 to 8 p.m. Business update with Gulli Tufupi on Kaya 959. If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.